Hi, friends and colleagues. It is Nikki from Full Voice Music. And on today's podcast, episode 118, we are talking about mindful online lesson strategies. Now, before I dive into the topic today, I want to remind everyone that Full Voice Music is here for you and your teaching studio as you transition and navigate online lessons. Please check out our free resources page. We have so many wonderful, fun, engaging downloads that are perfect for teaching online. Many of our downloads include backing tracks that you can send to your student so they can play them on their side of your lesson call. We also want to let everybody know that right now, April 13th, 2020, we are now offering free shipping to Canada and the United States. We know that there are shipping delays. If you are ordering on Amazon, it can it can probably take up to over a month for them to ship your purchases to you. We are happy to send out your package via USPS, Canada Post, or FedEx and get it to you as quickly as possible. Now, please be patient. There will be delays, but we can still, at this point, send our resources to you. I would also like to make you aware of the fact that several of our products are now available as digital downloads. Sight Singing Superhero Vocal Warm-Ups for Kids is now available as a a PDF. You can download it off of our website. This includes extended licensing, so you can use these in your online lessons. Over the next few weeks, we are working so hard to get more resources available, uh, whether it's a Kindle uh, download of our book or whether it's new resources like the Cactus Song or Sleepy Sloths that can make your students smile in your online lessons. We are working so hard. We see you out there transitioning and navigating this new platform, and we are here to help now on to our show. Hello and welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me uh, for another episode of the Full Voice Podcast. I am, uh, I'm so glad that you have checked in. Now, for my friends and colleagues, I am sending everyone a huge virtual hug. How are you? How are you doing? I hope that you are navigating this new reality, this new time, this challenging time with grace and patience and kindness to yourself. Um, I know that on a good day, teachers like to set themselves on fire to keep everybody warm. Uh, and it definitely during this crisis, the, 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 urgency of, of serving our students is, is huge. And I do hope, I do hope for all of you that you are taking some time. I hope you are taking some time to rest and reset and mindfully paying attention to your self-care. 
I think that that now more than ever is so important. And if we really truly want to serve our students in this new time, uh, we have to we have to take care of ourselves first. So I I hope that you are doing that. I hope you're able to reset some of the things that uh, that uh, we've been doing here. First of all, uh, my husband and I are very very lucky. We're very blessed. We are grateful every day. Um, we say a thank you and a prayer. Uh, we are both still very busy, um, working harder probably than we ever have. My husband is um, working so hard right now to get his church up and ready for video streaming, and he's been working with other churches to help them with their online services. And uh, he's been recording music left, right, and center, and doing videos left, right, and center, and also diving into the tech side of of all of that. And um, he he's just been, and now, mind you, Sean loves tech. So this has been something that he's been able to really dive into and enjoy. But it's stressful because there's deadlines. Um, I have been very lucky, and again, I know that this is not everybody's reality, but I just wanted to share that the majority, almost every single one of my families right now at this current time is able to continue. Um, I have a lot of students whose families are actually frontline workers. They're doctors, they're nurses, so they are they are working. And um, I am so thankful that the... the culture of my studio is very family based. So I have really strong relationships. I know my family's really well. They've always been welcome in my teaching studio. And so transitioning to online lessons and being able to reach out and speak to people on the phone and speak to people online has been very smooth because I know everybody very well. And I was able to address concerns and challenges with uh, phone calls and face-to-face talking um, with social distancing, of course. And I'm very grateful for that. And I know that that's not, I know that might not be your reality. I know many teachers who were teaching uh, as um, subcontractors in schools did not have that kind of relationship because you never saw the families. So of course, transitioning online uh, might not have worked for you. Um, And I know that that's the reality for many teachers. But wherever you are at and whoever you are able to work with, um, I want to talk today about mindful online lesson strategies. There's a lot going on and it is very easy to get wrapped up in our things, our stories, our situation, and uh, not see uh, the other side. And I want to share some of the observations that I've made over the last couple of weeks in my online lessons and share some of the strategies that have worked, <laughs> some of the strategies that have not worked. Um, and uh, I just want to, I just want to hopefully give you some inspiration and some ideas going forth. So um, one of the things I wanted to mention is, is when I got up this morning, so this is like my third third or fourth? Oh my gosh, the days are blending into each other. Uh, But it's almost been a month since the world shut down and we switched over. And, And you know, music teachers, we switched over pretty much overnight. It was only a couple of days for a lot of us that we 
made this massive switch. And as stressful as it is, I hope you take a moment to celebrate how awesome you are for doing what you have done. Um, learning new things is scary and challenging, but you championed that and you're doing it and you're still doing it. We're still making corrections and improvements to the online experience. Um, we've had to figure out platforms, security of said platforms, sound issues, backing tracks, new teaching resources, how to communicate with people and so much more. And we've done it. We've done it. We've done it. And kudos to you. So what's happening, I think, on my side of things is I'm starting to relax a little bit, a little bit. Not, I'm not like, you know, going on vacation. But I want to caution everybody before we start ramping up our lesson pacing and getting really aggressive with our offerings, I want everybody just to check in. Now, for those of you um, that uh, are still are still mm, struggling with the quality of calls and stuff. And that is an issue. Um, last week, <laughs> last week uh, we had some issues in our house. The power went out, Wi-Fi went out, some lessons were canceled. I've had some students who uh, are sharing devices and students, you know, the siblings are streaming Netflix or playing video games online while I'm trying to do my lesson and the internet is crappy. Um, we we are dealing and still will deal with these type of issues. And again, I hope that you can deal with them gracefully with a sense of humor and to be supportive. Um, and for those of you who are really struggling, and I know there's lots of teachers out there quite struggling because I see your comments on the forums with the sound quality and not being able to play or sing along with your students um, or really struggling with just how you are hearing your students. I, I know that this is, this is a challenge for many teachers and I hope that you are able to navigate this and see the opportunities that are available here. Yes, you don't get to play with your students anymore, but there's a lot of things that we can still continue to work on with our singers that are productive and valuable. And this is where we have to get out of our teaching comfort zones and start to look at the different things that we can do now that we and, and the new things that we're seeing rather than lamenting the stuff that we don't get to see because we're not in a person-to-person -person lesson anymore. So I really want to encourage people to make peace with the fact that online lessons are different, but there are still wonderful opportunities. And you are going to hear and see things that you did not see before in your lessons. And this is amazing. And you will be able to work with your students in new ways. And for those of you that are really, really locked in on the trouble and the, and the stress here, I want you to remember that mindset is everything. If you only focus on the problems, you will make the problems huge and it will really wear you down. If you look at the amazing opportunities, doors, will fly open for you and opportunities will happen and you will grow as a teacher. Um, and I, and I really also want to remind everybody that your attitude about 
online lessons will determine whether or not families will make your offerings a priority. Oh, that, that's a big one right there. You know, so be careful of the dialogue and the language that you use when you are discussing your lessons. Never say that it's the best that we can do right now. That is not the right language. I send out emails celebrating the lessons every week. You know, lessons have been fantastic. Everybody's doing great. We're finding our routines. We're getting into uh, new opportunities. Again, attitude, language is currency. Your attitude is everything. Please, please, please check in with that and know that there's so much that we can still do. So uh, please check in with that. Now, I wanted to share... (laughs) I wanted to share some of my observations from my studio um, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, So first of all, I am so thankful that I can continue to see my students. I love my students. I love my students. I love my families. And seeing their smiling, awesome faces and hearing them sing, even with computer lag, even when Zoom makes those weird sounds when they sing, I honestly do not care. I love seeing them. They bring me so much joy. I love what I do. And I'm so thankful that I can continue to work with my students. Now, what I have noticed over the last couple of weeks. So first of all, some of my students and families do not know how to navigate tech and it has been a struggle for them. And I'm, I'm glad that I have been able to walk them through and help them. And I do hope and I feel that this is an important part of our lesson because being able to navigate online platforms, forums, it's so important. And some of our students and families have not, not known how to do this. So that was a, that was a real eye opener. Um, some of my students, a lot of my students are not comfortable singing in their spaces, which tells me that they don't sing enough in these spaces. Um, and that's, that's a, that's a good thing. Because they have no choice now and they will get used to. And even in just the three weeks that I have been teaching online, I have noticed a lot more confidence when they are set up in their spaces. Some of my students went from being very, very uncomfortable the first week to actually being pretty relaxed. And and that is so important because we're creating a safe space for them. We're helping them to create a safe space and know that it's a safe space. And I think with everybody being home now, I think a lot of my students were waiting for people not to be home to do their practicing. Well, now they don't have that option. So they have to get used to it. And being uncomfortable is never a bad thing, right? We Learning to perform I always think of performance as learning to deal with being uncomfortable. That's what performing is. So practicing at home, if they're uncomfortable in the beginning, I don't care. You'll get used to it. You're fine. You won't die. Um, Some of my students, I have noticed interesting things that they are doing with their jaws and their tongues. Now that I can see them from more of a front view, because I'm kind of off to the side in my teaching studio, but now they're singing facing me. And I'm like, what is up with your jaw? What are you? Have you always done that? I don't say that, but that's what my brain is saying to me. So again, lots of opportunities to address technique um, and 
uh, some things that I'm like, gosh, I missed that. So uh, great opportunities. Um, some of my students are miserably disorganized. And uh, this, this is like, showing me that why they might have been struggling in their lessons and inconsistent in their lessons. Some kids are set up at home and some kids aren't. Some some kids have the support uh, and some kids don't. And this is also, I think, a valuable part of online lessons. And one of the things that I do at the beginning, and I know that many of you are doing this as well, don't get frustrated. It is what it is. But asking students to get all of their materials, like their music and a pencil and a music stand. Now, that's one of my biggest takeaways. I think almost none, like except for maybe two students. Nobody in my teaching studio owns a music stand, which is making singing at home pretty strange which makes me believe that how on earth were you practicing other than just singing along to your phone? So I actually am seriously thinking <laughs> about in my, in my lesson tuition package at the beginning of the year, I have like a music fee that I charge my families so that I can purchase their books for them and any sheet music. And then that way I know that a uh, legal copies are being purchased. And two, I don't have to hunt them down or make them go to a store or make them do it. I take care of all of that for them. And it's, it's actually, it's actually worked really well in my teaching studio. So for my studio, uh, I charge, I, it, last year it was a $50 fee and that, co that covered their workbooks, um, a songbook. If my students were doing conservatory stuff and they had to buy even more books, then I would, um, I would, uh, just tell them that, look, it's going to cost a bit more and that's fine. But I think next year, whenever we get to our new normal, uh, I'm going to make, I'm going to buy them music stands and just make that part of their fee because, the the nonsense of well I'm gonna put this I'm gonna put it on my dresser or I'm gonna tape the music to the wall here while I sing. Anyhow, the things you learn when you do online lessons. Now, some of the other things that I have noticed is that um, some of my students are dealing with new stresses and anxieties, and that's why I wanted to talk today about mindful lessons. Um, I would encourage each and every one of you, and I know many of you are doing this, before you start singing, and this is not waste of lesson time. And if anybody bullies you and tells you differently, you set your boundaries. So the first thing that I do before I start singing with my students is I have a check-in. It might be a, a three to five minute conversation. How are you? How are you feeling? Are you getting sleep? Or are you sleeping okay? With a lot of my students now that their online schools, like the schools have now kind of gotten their Google Classroom set up and the online learning and the high schools now have a lot of assignments coming in. I'm asking them how they are managing the schoolwork. How's the schoolwork? Do you have a lot of work? Some of my students have more work than ever, and this is stressful for them. Um, some of my students uh, don't have that much, but uh, they're doing okay. Um, and 
I think it's very important for us to do a little check-in. I also try to talk to the family. Sometimes mom and dad will help the student get set up uh, on the call when we're about to do our online lesson. And if I see a mom and dad, I always take a moment to say hi. And I always take a moment to ask them, how are you? Um, and, you know, some of my families are, you know, are, are doing really well and others are really, really struggling. So I think that this is important information before we start diving into our lesson plans, before we start planning that extra warm up class that we're going to offer on Tuesdays at 7pm, before we start inundating our students and our families with all of these things, check in see how they are doing. Now, one of the other things that um, uh, I've started to do with my students is taking a little bit more time at the beginning of each lesson for breathing exercises and for simple stretches. Now, um, I've always done these and I know many teachers do breathing exercises, but I am very, very aware of taking a little bit more time. And by a little bit more time, I'm talking maybe two, three, four more minutes of the lesson. This is not wasted. This is so good. And it just gets our students to relax, to settle, to connect to the breath. I also like to do simple stretches. Now, I have a series of stretches for if they're sitting in a chair. And I encourage them to do the stretches when they're sitting in the chair because they're going to be sitting in a chair doing all their homework. And these are good stretches. I also have stretches just I'll get them to stand and just step away from the, the computer. So breathing, simple exercises, breathing exercises, they are so helpful. And I know that we have many of these exercises in our teaching toolboxes. Simple is always going to serve you well in online lessons. We do not need to get all fancy schmancy here. Um, and we, we can just really take our time. Now, that was one of the things, if you listen to podcast uh, 116 with Nate Plummer, that was one of the, the things and the big things about online lessons that many of us are discovering is that lesson pacing is, is different and, and very slow. It is so important um, when, when we're working online that we take our time. The lag, you know, the, the processing time that the student needs as the, as the message comes across, they need a few seconds to hear it, to, to decipher it if it's a little garbled, and then also to process it. So um, for those of you who worry worry, worry about a productive lesson is one where I do a million exercises. We sing 42 songs and we do 18 pages of theory. That is not a productive lesson. That is an overwhelming lesson. And we need to just check in with what we are doing and how much we expect our students to do in return. And this goes back to retention. Our students, um, they can only retain very like a little bit of information. And especially now that they're working from home, they're singing from home, there could be a lot of distractions that weren't there. 
And there are a lot of distractions that are completely 100% outside of our control. In our teaching studios, we can control those distractions. When the child or a teen or an adult is in their home, there's distractions that we are not able to influence either way. So we need to be mindful of this as well. Um, but with our lesson pacing, um, think, try to think uh, quality over quantity. And that's the other thing that I have done with my technical exercises. I have gone back to very simple five note patterns. But now that my students are singing them unaccompanied, we are slowing them down. We are taking the time. And I do not get too aggressive when correcting pitch. I find that most of my singers will self-correct if you just give them some space. Now, I know that this is a real challenge for many of us. We're dealing with young singers who might be struggling with pitch. And again, I want to assure you that it's okay. I know that pitch is a funny thing for voice teachers. As soon as we have a student that struggles with pitch, we really start to get worried about the value of our services. And I cannot express this enough. Creating a safe space, whether it be in person or online, where your student feels comfortable and secure to sing for you, you're creating a safe space for them to explore their voice is mission number one. That is primary mission number one. That is our goal. And that has to happen before we can dive into detailed technical study or you know, working on, on repertoire. We have to give our students this space that they can feel comfortable to make mistakes in, um, where, where pitch issues don't make them shudder or worry or get stressed out. Um, so for those of you who are working with singers that are struggling with pitch, again, make things uh, very, very simple, even a three note. Even doing do, re, mi, do, re, mi, fa, so, using hand signs, going slow, let them, let them get used to hearing themselves in their space and give them some time. They will self-correct with the, yes, with your guidance. Again, for those of you who are using um, sol, sol, fa, solfege, hand signs, what an amazing tool. Now more than ever. I use the hand signs now, even with my teenagers, and we've long stopped using hand signs. But when when we're fixing little pitches or little intervals, I was working on some jazz stuff with uh, some of my older kids, and I still I started using the hand signs, and it was super helpful. So please go back to the basics, make things simple, slow things down. If you are, if you have. If you have introduced something that is a bit too complex and it's not going well, do not freak out. Just scale it back. 
So I made that mistake in my first week of lessons with some of my older students, some of my older teens that have been singing with me for a while. I introduced some of their more challenging technical exercises. They were overwhelming. So we simplified them and my students relaxed and we were able to productively work on technique with a simplified scale. So make sure that you are taking the time slowing down simple vocal exercises and do not stress too much about pitch. Now, one of the things that's been very successful in my teaching studio is, and one of the things I've been doing, and it's just to inspire the love of singing and to bring, make them smile and to release some tension is for the warm-up part of their uh, vocal, ex, uh, like warm up part of their lesson. I've just asked them to sing a favorite song and it can be anything it can, and they can sing along with the singer. I don't care. I just want them to sing. And some of my students have gone to previous songs that they performed at recitals. Some of my students have brought these new songs that I have never heard before and now we have new material to work on. Uh, it's been very interesting. And so with my with my students, that's part of our warm-up. So we'll do some breathing exercises. We will do some stretching. We'll do some simple, simple vocalization. And then, and this is, again, part of the warm-up. I'm not offering any corrections at all. Now, the other little thing that I'm doing in allowing my students to sing whatever song they want is for me, it's a sound check. For me, I'm able to see how they're set up and where they're standing and what the video sounds like and what the signal is like. So even though I may not hear all of it really clearly, it doesn't matter. We're able to do some problem solving after they sing through this song. They feel a little bit better because they've sung a song that they really love. And this has really worked out very well. Now, the other thing that I wanted to um, remind everybody, uh, and again, I think that this is, um, this is so essential. Um, we, have, we have a very intimate relationship with our students, and that should not be a secret and we need to reach out to moms and dads. And now more than ever, moms and dads need to get some positive feedback about their kiddos. Um, and I know I've, my family's, um, my family's uh, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, a lot of my families are frontline workers. They are doctors. They are nurses. Um, and... Uh, there's a lot going on in their lives. They are fighting a huge fight, plus they have children at home. And um, so I like to send out messages, and I try to do this um, at least once a week. Um, if, I, if I'm texting with a, with a parent, I'll just send a quick message just saying, you know, it was really great to see your daughter. Uh, I love hearing her sing. She's doing fantastic. We've, we're just having a lot of fun. And thank you for giving me this opportunity to continue to work with her. Um, that right there, reaching out to families in a way that is sincere 
and gracious is is so important. And as a parent, as a parent, I the only time I often get feedback from a lot of Noah's teachers is if there's a problem. And I think uh, I mentioned um, in one of my Facebook lives uh, that, you know, my son's classroom teacher reached out a few weeks ago as they were getting the Google Classroom set up. And it was just really nice to talk to her. It was really nice to to be able to say, how are you? And she asked about Noah and she, um, you know, we were able to to have a conversation and, and it was a very lovely conversation. Those kind of moments make me want to support her and her efforts to set up the Google Classroom. And I appreciated the fact that she has probably 26 kids that she has to call each family to figure out what's going on and to say hi. So it was really nice. And I guarantee you that parents will appreciate you reaching out. Um, The other thing that I did was one of my little singers from my group class, one of my little singers from my group class wasn't her happy self. And so I took a moment after and I texted the mom and I just checked in. I said, you know, I, um, my little singer that's usually happy was not happy. Is there anything that I can do to help? And the mom was so sweet. She's like, oh, thank you so much. Um, uh, and basically what it was is little sister was invading the space and she was stressed out because she wanted to have the class with her friends without little sister. And again, that's that's important to know. Like there's a lot of dynamics behind the scenes that we may not know. But the one thing is um, uh, I, I got a little card in my mailbox the other day saying, thank you for checking in. Uh, we appreciate your efforts and we, we love that you've created a space for the girls to continue to sing together on. So parents need our support right now. Um, and we need their support. So mindfully, I hope that you'll take a few moments, whether it's an email, uh, a personalized email to your people, um, thanking them for continuing, or maybe it's time to check in with families that maybe couldn't opt in to lessons in the beginning or weren't willing to opt into into lessons, maybe just checking in and seeing, you know, hi, you know, just checking in, um, you know, online lessons are still a go. If you're interested, can you, you know, just please reach out. That might not be a bad idea. Um, Now, the one thing that I wanted to mention, and um, this is, this is now obvious for all of us that this is not going to be changing. Our situation is not going to be changing anytime soon. And we are settling in to a routine for an undetermined amount of time. So checking in and, uh, as, as the situation changes, um, you know, one of the things that I noticed about my teens Um, So for those of you, I know many of my listeners, you are working with a lot of teenagers. So one of the reasons why I highly encourage that you check in with families and your teenagers. So all my teenagers are navigating this crisis differently. I have some teenagers that are rocking it. They're fine. It's business as, as usual. Everything's moved online. Um, some of my students are training still. Like they're, they're basically cycling at home and they have to check in with their coaches. Um, I've got students that have got online classes and are continuing. 
Um, but I also have students that uh, are now helping with younger siblings. Um, I have teens that are trying to share devices at home, which is not working out well. I have teens who are now working a lot. I have teens that are working overnight at the grocery stores, filling the online orders. One of my teens is now working 40 hours a week. She works from 10 o'clock at night till 6.30 in the morning. And uh, she loves it, but she's tired. She's very, very tired. And then on top of that, she's still got some schoolwork to do. Um, we also have to, to think about our teenagers who are struggling about not being able to hang and socialize uh, with their peers. This is an important part of their lives and of their development. And uh, this is, we're going to see, we're going to see some of our students really struggling here. And we're definitely dealing with a lot of teens that, that have fear, anxiety, and stress. And so, again, checking in with your students and making sure that your lesson plans align with where they are at and what they are capable of doing. Um, one of the, the decisions that I have made recently, now I love all of you that are like moving your online recitals, uh, your, your recitals to online. I love it. You knock that out of the park. I, I think it's a great opportunity. Um, and for some of some studios, that's a great thing. I've actually made the decision in mind after talking to my families is that I'm not going to worry about performances or a recital looking at what my students are going through and what my families are dealing with, I am going to continue singing with them and creating a safe space. But an online performance thing is not in the cards for my teaching studio. And that breaks my heart because I love seeing my students perform. Now, I have extended the uh, opportunity. If anybody wants to record themselves performing, I will share it in the Full Voice Music private group page. But I am not making it mandatory, and uh, I'm, I'm going to continue to to encourage uh, performing for friends and family um, uh, if they wish, but it's not going to be part of my studio offerings. And that was a really difficult decision for me to make, but I think it's the best for what I'm seeing and hearing from my families. So again, check in with your students. Be there for your students reach out to your families. They need to hear from you and they need to know that their kids are doing okay or they need to know that you're concerned and if there's anything that you can do to help. These are challenging times, but I am so blown away with how the music teacher has risen to the challenge of learning and all things new and how we continue to support and care for the communities that are part of our studios. And, and I want to shout out to those of you who are leading and growing in this challenging time. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for uh, being a great role model and a leader. Before I go, I want to remind everybody that our free resources page is there for you. You do not have to sign up for anything. It's there. Download it. Uh, we've also highlighted some of our online teaching lesson plans on there as well. Um, so there's lots of resources for you to check out. 
I also want to make everybody aware that uh, we now have made um, some of our workbooks available as Kindle downloads, Amazon Kindle downloads. Now, you do not need to have a Kindle to use this. This is a, a, a file that can be used with a Kindle app on your tablet. So we are making those available and we are continuing to add to this list of available Kindle titles uh, to facilitate your online lessons. I am wishing you, I am wishing you peace. I am wishing that you stay well. I am wishing you all the best in your new online lesson adventures inspired teaching and happy online singing. Made my canoe music. Canoe music.ca